Yeah, I guess I would. I just don't recognize any of the roles. Like, I, maybe he acts so well that I just don't re- remember him. And this guy is tripping me out because he looks like my buddy Charles Ezell. So, getting a little chat flashback watching this movie. This this guy? This is Suicide uh, himself. He was in the Frisco Kid. He was the guy. Yeah, no, his buddy there with the, the mouth breather with the beard. Oh, okay. I think he's, yeah, he's yeah, after yeah. the table for some reason. He's not in the table anymore. They They swapped out. Continuity. Oh, there's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, she she was an actress, and she's she was in stuff. It just wasn't appealing to me. I didn't even write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, what's, he looks like he looks a little like Mickey Burke. What's going on here is, you know. Diesel, you're back. And he goes, well, sit down. He goes, no, no, I learned my lesson with you, suicide. I'm staking Navin. <laughs> so it's weird how he keeps bumping into card games in this movie. Right. He goes, well, no, he, he got brought there by Ray, you know, by Diesel, yeah. uh, specifically to beat them. So here we see, like, the passing of time, and, of course, Naven is winning. I'll put on a little audio here, because he laughs. What do you think they're playing? They're not playing Hold'em, right? They're if this playing. movie was made... Uh, yeah, but poker back in the day was like five-card draw, right? The Cincinnati Kid, they were playing five-card five stud, which which, I, which is one of the reasons why I love that movie. But they're playing they're playing like just regular old poker, but everyone now plays Hold'em. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em got popular recently. You're right. No. Poker is always a game in which you have your best five cards, and right. there's you, you could be dealt, dealt seven, it could be five, you could draw once, twice, no draw, you know, it's always a combination yeah. of that. Uh, Texas Hold'em is was, really was, different from the betting. Right, well, Texas Hold'em, I mean, it's, I guess it was easier to play online, but it became a standard, and with the tournaments and a lot of money, that's right. kind of the, the standard. And uh, But, you know, people will play kitchen games where it's dealer's choice, and the dealer will say, we'll play Hold'em, or we'll play five-card draw, mm-hmm. or we'll play, like, the variations, Omaha, whatever, Utah, you know, shit like that. Now this guy looks like Stacey Keach. So it's just funny that, like, it used to be for shorthand for poker, it was always five-card draw, you know. And, like, Cincinnati Kid was five-card stud, which is a really hardcore game. But now well, it's always, like, You just get your five rounders. cards. That's it. Let's bet. Yeah, but that one card, of that one face-down card is going to change everything. Yes. You bet five times, you know. Oh, it, maybe I'm of, wrong. More... Uh, I thought stud was uh... – I mean, you bet, but you don't – Okay, so you get to reveal one card at a time. Is that how that works? For five-card stud, yeah. So you get one down and one up, and then you bet. And then there's three more rounds of betting as the other three cards are faced up. Uh, 
And, you know, you can look at people's cards and go, yeah, unless he gets another king, he's fucked, you know. Right. Or this guy has an inside straight, which is even more fuckable. But, you know, in seven card stud, two down and one up. So you have a, and you can pick the five out of seven. So it's a little more, you know, lenient. Oh, not even in his face. Yeah. Man, that's suicide. That is suicide. Yeah, you're right. You've seen this before. That is suicide. That's suicide. Does not get cake in that biker? That's suicide. So okay, quick, Ray knock over the bike. colors, and he's basically abandoning Maven. But Maven's following him. Yeah. Now the um, the poker mall there. She likes Naven, yeah. you know. Don't hurt him. Yeah. So she's gonna come to his you... rescue. Maybe she's an animal in real in a past life. And that's why she has such you know. a kinship with. Uh... Yeah. Now, while I was watching what? this film the first time, I really thought yeah. that she was going to become his girlfriend because that's the way the script was leaning. But that's not what happened at all. Because this is TV, right. and it's sort of like how you describe the dream. It starts at the beginning and it goes to the end. Now, it does wrap itself up. It does have a respectable act three. But all this stuff leading up to it is haphazard and random. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's a... Do you think they made this movie in hopes to make this a TV show? Absolutely. And now, the internet doesn't know a thing about this movie. It just says, what are you talking about, The Jerk 2? I can tell you some stuff about it, but it never even speaks about that. I tried to find interviews. I looked up Steve Martin as executive producer. It, the internet right. doesn't want to tell you anything. It says that it was on channel – it was tonight at 8 on channel 4. Um, I believe well, that I... we're seeking of television studios and this uh, – television series and this – was like a telemovie to act as the pilot for a series, The Jerk. Well, that makes sense. But what would he do every week? Like drop the dishes every week? I this guess. Tuesday, David drops the dishes again. David! That's right. Nathan. So this pretty much just died, and it did end up on a DVD release of The Jerk. that You, get, you buy The Jerk and The Jerk 2. You know, a, a bargain. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> all that really happened with this film. Well, it was a double-sided DVD where both sides had a movie on it, <laughs> and for the jerk too, it says, "Put coffee on here. Yeah. Use this double as coaster." Double as yeah. poster. <laughs> DVDs are so much better as coasters because you know VHS takes up most of your coffee table. Absolutely. Yeah. Now Although, he's going to get pushed off of... Oh, he's dead. He is dead. But no! This is another thing that you either like or don't like. I don't know. In a movie world, right, he just coincidentally falls right where Ray is. And Ray's right. like, I told you I'd yeah. to Los Angeles, didn't I? I think the most notorious one was Hudson Hawk. Mm-hmm. where he falls off a building, goes through an awning, hits the sidewalk, goes through the sidewalk, and lands on a couch inside an apartment building <laughs> yeah. where the villains are. 
where the villains are. Yes. Yeah, that's our that's the movie rule we always talk about. You only have six characters in your universe, so if you're going to fall off a, a, a building, uh, fall off a bridge, you're going to land in a, a haste truck with uh, Ray Winstone. Right, with. exactly. Who's playing at the Las Vegas? Let's see who's there. I would pause it and check it out. So Ooh, here Ray we Sanford have our, um, uh, you know, it, it, he, it's the stip- yeah, the typical taking him to Vegas, and he's sort of like a savant. You know, I'm surprised that you don't see Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman here. So Ray is going right, to make his Hoffman. fortune with uh, Naven's poker playing abilities. That was my favorite part of The Hangover. One of my favorite parts of that, the first movie is that they take Zach Galifianakis to the casino knowing that he's going to rain man and, and win the money. Right. It was just like, yeah, but he's going to rain man it, and he does. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. It was like the fastest joke I've ever seen. They just went right. They, they, their multiple of three was more multiple of one and a half. They I'll went put three, on four. some audio because he says some – watch, he's going to annoy this patron. Watch this. So now he gets his own coin. You know what's going to happen, right? Yes. Oh, I bet that he's not going to win the jackpot. Right. You could take my offer. Wait. <laughs> jackpot, jackpot, yeah, jackpot. Like, Damn it! Three jackpots in a row. So he thinks he's in trouble, right? And when he goes yeah. up to Ray, Ray goes, "Sounds like somebody broke the bank," and he's like, "It's broken." Things are rough all over. So he just leaves off. And I wonder how many. The dummy. I wonder how many shows that guy took from the Friday's set to to make it through this movie. Yeah. Let's see. This was 84, probably shot in 83. I wish I could tell you because the internet won't tell me anything. Friday's was what? 80? Friday's Friday's was like during that uh, terrible year of Saturday Night Live, 1980. Like once the season ended. They said, uh, everything's up for grabs. We'll just do our own. Yeah. And we'll shoot it in Los Angeles. Oh. And it lasted three seasons. It shot the fuck out of me. It Oh, it wasn't one season. It was three seasons? Three fucking seasons. Now, they did... Yeah, if you have the opportunity... They've been invited to a private poker game. And another friend of the really? show will open the door. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. It better be Garrett Griff. It better be Bud the Chud, too. Oh, hello. It's it's Jimmy J.J. Walker from uh, Concord Airplane uh, Airport 79. Right. He goes, he, he thinks he's being recognized. Wait, is he playing himself? Yes, he is. And he goes, you know who you look like? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And he goes, my brother Harold from Hendersonville. Well, how weird. Quick, name another movie where Jimmy J.J. Walker plays himself. And you've seen it. I recommended it to you, and you hated me for for saying I should watch it. Uh... Stars Robert De Niro. 
the comedian. Remember? He's like, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Well, terrible. It's going all right, Bob. Now, wait, I got to interrupt you because we're going to see a lot of stars right now. All right. Rita Morana. Martin Mall. Well, he's out. He looked at all his rings are gone, Jimmy. As I told you, I looked up Steve Martin as an executive producer, and his he had a situation yes. comedy called Domestic Life starring Martin Mull that premiered on Channel 2. And I wonder if that's why he was in this film, because Steve Martin produced it. What a stretch. I also think that if they shot – well, this wasn't – I'm sure the exteriors were shot in Las Vegas, but this looks like L.A., and the interiors must have been L.A. Mm-hmm. So they must have just called up Martin and walked down the street and did this. Now, he was also in O.C. and Stiggs, another reference to uh, – Yeah. Yeah. Look, I like how Chinatown has, like, the the Chinatown font. The China Dragon. The racist Chinatown font. Well, no, you know, it's, it, I guess that's what the, you see all the time in Chinatown. What was that about? He just they, showed up and he finally met up with his friend, like he promised, and um, you know he's he told him, "Just give me enough money to stake the kid, and we'll meet you in L.A." And that's what's happening. So, gotcha. Ray is rich, 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 rich off the back of Naven, and Naven is so naive he doesn't even understand that he's got this rich uh, uh, car. And he, he drops him off here and says, I'll be at the Plaza Suite. You know, we, we get surprised that it's like a rich house. You know, this is his pen pal. Oh, yeah. He's trucking rich. Yeah. Oh, like, I hope oh, my diesel must be like luck, thanking his lucky stars. It's the presidential suite at the Winchester Arms Hotel. So now he knows where Ray will be, and that's important for our plot. Okay, I'm glad we talked about it. Is this the end of Ray Winstone? Look, he, he knocked that guy's we cigar. We think it is. Now watch. I'll be back. Ray gives him money, and then his friend goes. He's who's from the West Indies. He goes, I never seen you give nobody man, any money, man. And he goes, it's not, Navis <laughs> just, just anybody. I'll play it. Uh, it isn't exactly think, touching, uh, but. Yeah. So he genuinely likes Navin, but the thing is, yeah, he made him rich. Yeah. Oh, so uh, poor Naaman knocked on the gate. dumb stuff. Now look, fierce yeah. Doberman pinchers. Fierce Doberman pinchers. But you said Naaman is a uh, friend to animals. Oh, they're like, oh, it's you, Naaman. We we like you. The deer in the forest told us about you. All right, look at that. <laughs> You're such a pretty girl. Yes, you are. So he's a jerk because he's good at cards and uh, dogs like him. Yeah, you see, Steve Martin's jerk never had these special abilities. Yeah. Sure, he could fly, (laughs) in my mind. You know, one of the movies, uh, and I think it's still on YouTube, I talked about it on my brother's podcast, Proudly Revenge, 
is hardly working. Remember Jerry Lewis is hardly working? Came out in nineteen seventy nine. I do. So the advertising the advertising says he's the original jerk. And there's a scene uh-huh. where uh he's because and it was like, you know, he pretends he's a uh a Benihana chef with the with the teeth. Right. And uh one of the things he does is he gets a job at the gas station and you remember the scene in the gas station and the jerk with the cans, right? Yes. With the can, or the, oh, yeah. So in the jerk, he just knocks over the cans. Well, he goes, and he hates jerk, these cans. Oh, oh. He hates these cans. Classic, right? So in the Jerry Lewis version, Jerry keeps knocking over the the big pile of cans in the store mm-hmm. while the boss is just going. Yeah, frustrated. Yeah, so, you know, it's two different styles of comedy, but... Again, the jerk, the jerk does some amazing stuff. That movie is, I don't know, I just I like that film so much. It's really terrific. So they think he's the help. He's like, sure, I'll help. And then, so now he's like a waiter at this fancy buffet. Look at this. So who? This is me when I banquet later. So, yeah, so. Hey, let me come up here on this. So th- this uh, guy Snotty goes, "Are you planning to share those?" And Navin's like, "Of course, I couldn't eat all these myself." <laughs> now he sees <laughs> Marie, his pen pal. Oh, where? She's well. We'll see her step up in a minute. She's going to marry this count. Uh, he is French Canadian. This guy, he's totally French Canadian. He was really um, a, a a soap opera star. All my children loving. Um, Great. His name is Count Marco in the film, and he's Jean Leclerc. There's Marie, the daughter. Wow. And that's your father, right? She's not marrying right. that guy. Oh, Nate. And he's got no he credits jerk. besides this film. You know what the real jerky thing to do is to start stripping on the fruit and laying your ass in the punch bowl on the, that's on the right. table. Yeah. I When that happened, I dropped my monocle. <laughs> now uh, we have a dreamy, like, you made it! She's so happy. Got a little Vaseline on the... Thank you, director, for hitting us over the head. Now, this director, he's okay. He did Cooley High in 75. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Well, so he's Crush Groove. Crush Groove. I like Crush Groove too. And here's my favorite. This director, his name is Michael Schultz, he did Car Wash 76. He did Cooley High Car Wash and Crush Groove, and yeah. he's now reduced to doing the jerk, too. Right, reduced. Yep. He needs, like, a, 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 a Medal of Honor, man. Those, those movies are great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now the butler, mm-hmm. right? Naven keeps on saying stupid things, and the butler thinks that he's on purpose making hilarious jokes. Oh. Oh, we get to see a naked Naven in the shower. Well, he's wearing a kilt. Uh, they're called towels. Oh. oh. American brand. 
It's not a Scottish thing. I remember when you wrote the towel. I was thinking of Sir Billy's towel, the kilt. <laughs> we are just mentioning all the films that we've watched before. Well, Sir Billy you know was a our film show. That You're with me. us. We'll never broadcast that episode. It was just such a bad movie. Yeah. I don't think Steve Martin had anything to do with this movie other than he got an executive producer credit and probably some money for this. Agree, agree. And I scoured the internet. You know, you go on a Google search. I was like on page 14, page 15. Give me something, internet. Yeah, but the problem is this is not a unique title, right? You type in the jerk too and you get like, let me jerk you off too. Or, you know, like that jerk Joseph. No, I put in The Jerk 2, 1984, and I got references to this movie. But, I mean, IMDb and Wikipedia, when they laugh at your movie, you know nothing's going on. Right. You know, I think Shock Cinema might have talked about this film. I mean, I may have read about it, but I, I saw it when it came out. Uh, my brother and I watched it on TV in really? back in 84. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is a nostalgic trip for me because I remember it was like a big deal. You know, TV movies of the week. Movie of the week on TV sometimes was a big deal. You know, you got to see Animal House. It was edited for content. Yeah. But it, you got to see, you know. So, you know, the opportunity to see the sequel to The Jerk on TV on a school night, you know. So Maria's like, would you like to, I talked to my parents and you could stay until the wedding. And he goes, well, only if you have enough room. And the the butler's like, oh, oh, sir, you slay me. Enough room, he says. So we find out that Marie, not Marie Osmond, Marie has hardly knows this this, uh, count, Count Marco. They're getting married because the father thought it was a good idea because she'd become a countess, she'd move to Italy, she'd live in a castle. That's pretty good. So she is meeting him like at this thing tonight, you know, but she was very happy to meet her pen pal. And of course you can guess what's going to happen. So here we are. There's a running gag. It's like Naven... Like, we'll make everything a sandwich. That's, he's making a club sandwich right now. So right now they're they're kindling. They're getting to know each other. And it's working well. And of course, the Count will be jealous of this. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to make her jealous to get her, her own pen, his own pen pal. Aren't they kind of old for being pen pals? Yeah, well, it started in the sixth grade. Gotcha. That's right. You mentioned that. I guess this movie is making... Look at that. That's a killer dag what he made. Now he that's knows the horse from Pen Pals and the Count is trying to ride the horse but the horse is coming straight over to Navin. Yeah, because animals love Navin. Right. <laughs> You're going to hurt his feelings. Yeah. 
Now watch him introduce himself. Okay. I'm David. I'm David. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Count of uh, Bosnia and, you know, Transylvania and all these places. And he's a man of title. So he's invited to st come to dinner. And then I think he says something very funny. He goes, Oh, good. Thank God. He'll be at dinner tonight. <laughs> he says, try to stay out of the punch bowl. And they pretend like, oh, it's not funny what he said. It is so funny. It's great. Yeah, you never have an opportunity in life to say that, too. So he must have relished it. <laughs> try to stay out of the punch bowl. You know, Carl, I was at a party, and I, I was like a wallflower. It was kind of awkward, and I figured to break the ice, I would do the classic prank, uh -huh. turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> and it was funny. It was it was funny until everyone died of cholera. Yeah, oh, yeah, that can put a damper on the night. So now he's jealous. Yeah. Find out he's sleeping with the maid. You know, we're being set up to not like him. Oh, thank God, because I was going to say, Naven's cutting into his action. Thank God. So he's the jerk too. <laughs> also. As well. Also. <laughs> now what's really happening here is like a first date. Right. And it's Isn't he friends to animals? Why is he fishing? Yeah, thank you for catching me. Now here's a joke. Naven's got something. It's a it's what, a boot? That would be perfect, but they were being original. Oh, this is 19. Oh, <laughs> scuba diver. Chuck Cho. So where did they get uh, a fishing pole? Where did they get a two-person bike? It's called a tandem. They did it in tandem. Yeah. Now look what happens. Keep falling on my head. Wee. And unlike Mr. Accident, she doesn't mind at all. She thinks Naven's great. Oh my God! We didn't, you know, we had just recently aired that episode when we watched Mister Accident. Yep, last I really liked that movie. I did too. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. He could have been a lot cruder, and he wasn't. Like he, he definitely has a grace to him that I, I like. You know, like he. And that there was, was no like. It's too bad he went away. Yeah, bring back Yahoo Serious. Right, and we saw him. Oh, you didn't see him. I found him on the internet. He's like 63, and he looks old, man. Oh, yeah. God, you know, I always feel like when you watch an old silent movie, that's usually them joking around in the park, and they probably just shot it, like, outside the studio in the park. And then when I see movies like this, I go, Jesus Christ, you know? Like, does it really matter where they are? They just do their antics, you know? Right. The scene is in the location. The scene is them doing a stunt, you know? Right, and he did his own Take stunt there. He rolled out of that tree. I know. Well, thank God he was wearing suspenders or a stick might have fallen out of his pants. Yeah, I, if, if he has one. So now she has to go for the fitting of her wedding dress, and they're like, oh, I'll see you later. Oh, darn. 
And she's like, come with us, Naven. And he goes, no, I really need to write home to my parents, you know, my family. They got to write home. Yeah. And it's more of the, uh, he thinks he's making jokes when he's really just being dumb. Now, Mike. Now, it's funny, the bubbly, yes. Finish your thought, because I got something to show you. The butler looks like the butler from Training Places, 1983. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, yeah. That guy we saw yeah. in uh, uh, School for Sex. Um, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. here is the weirdest thing ever, okay? All of a sudden, out of the blue, out of nowhere, I've never seen this in a movie ever, it becomes a musical. What about Magnolia when they sing one? Maybe you're right. I never saw it before. What about Meet Me in St. Louis? See, you should never read out loud in front of a homeless person. Right. They will just lean on your shoulder. So he's <laughs> saying, like, every time I'm around her, I get butterflies. I don't understand what's going on. There you go. All the blood rushes. You know, getting gorged. Oh, so she's trying to sing. Yeah, and look. The cop is dancing. Hot cop. It's turned into Allentown, the music video by Billy Joel. Oh, there's the aerobics mom. Right. Look, it's a musical now. They ran out of shit to do. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Uh, this film is long. Uh, you know, we're at uh, the 52nd minute of an hour and a half. I, I don't think they ran out of stuff. Well, I mean, they have to fill out the minute. Did you, have you seen Birds of Prey yet? I guess no. It's available on one, two, three, movie free, dot free. Mike, we don't you like pirate it. Ch- channel. Birds we of that. We don't recommend that. I see that. Nah, yeah, there's no rush to see it. It's yeah, it's I'll good and it's bad. It. It's uh, it's it's empty nihilism selling a product. You know what I mean? Like if, if you go to Hot Topics and they're like, there's an aisle of like fuck you T-shirts for sale. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's this. Thing. It's fan service for people who love watching Warner Brother cartoons and reading Warner Brother uh, DC comics. And it's funny, but at one point, uh, uh, Harlequin is getting the shit kicked out of her, and she detaches herself, and she starts fantasizing she's Marilyn Monroe in Gentleman's Prefer Blonde. Uh-huh. And there's, like, no reason. It's, so there's, like, she fantasizes a musical number. Like, oh, you know, yeah, and they uh, were out of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this music is going on. Now, I know that she's got to be some old Broadway person, but I... All of them are. Yeah. He really did that stumble. Yeah. He rolled down a hill and went into a car. Right. This is clearly him. It's not a stunt person. Yeah. Commercial. The camera was on the... We'll be back. Yeah, we're ABC Movie of the Week returns with the jerk too. Yep. 
NBC, Universal Television Productions. The production company was called 40 Share Productions. You know what they were shooting for. Yeah, 40 Share. Yeah. Did they get it? I don't don't think so. So now he's impressing them with card tricks. Oh, as one does. NBC was king of comedy back in the 80s, right? You had your Punky, you had your Punky Brewster, you had your... Right. Cheers, your your Cosby, your Thursday night lineup, your Cheers, your Hill Street Blues, historical shows. Must see. Night Rider. You said all these no, that was the 90s. including Hill Street Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on uh, TV as well. Nothing like uh, kicking back and watching a full season of Hill Street Blues. Right. Tell you. You couldn't you couldn't uh, binge watch back then, and that's a good thing. Oh, those shows are long. An hour of Hill Street Blues, like there's 15 different things that happen. You know, it takes okay. forever. Ca- the count will be humiliated here. He's making an egg disappear. Yeah. And and he has to say something embarrassing. He goes. I don't even know what's going on. The egg's in his pocket. Embarrassing! Oh no, that's my phony military uniform. You're right. Props gave it to me before I got on stage. Jumping a chimney up at a chimney. You you would get arrested for defacing a military uniform like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in Bosnia. Now that guy is from. That guy is uh, from. uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, nice. He must have liked the fact that he was just sitting down and not in a truck. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch for him. His name is Dudley. It's Pat McCormick. He was in Smokey and the Bandit. He was in Under the Rainbow. He was in History of the World Part 1. He was in a million TV shows. He's that. He's tall and he's comedic and he does a good job. Right. Yeah, I know. He pulled it well. Can you please pass the jelly? Right. (laughs) And they're amazing. You know, he goes, my family, there were six of us, but uh, there's only five now. And the mother's like, I'm sorry. And he goes, what are you sorry for? That you lost someone. He goes, I'm not lost. I'm just not with them now. And the butler cracks up. Oh, my God. That joke needs crib notes. I could, I didn't figure out, you know, I think I explained that one. Bit of a stretch. So he's got he's got a picture of his family. So he's innocently okay, here we go. sit around. Now Maria's like, oh, look the- how grown how big Harold's gotten. So every person who sees uh, it is like shocked. Oh, including the the Prince of Monaco. Yeah. I always knew that was a well, racist. Watch this reaction. Watch this reaction. 
Now watch what the oh, dad will yes. do when he sees it. Josh right. Ew, what is that, pate? So he is kicked out. But we don't right. ever get explained why. You're probably just sick of his shit. No. It was racism. And he's like, what about Marie? And the butler's like, I'll look after her for you, sir. You know, and he's defeated and walks off. And Marco's happy. That guy's gone. Yeah, thank God that pen pal's gone. Now I can marry my girl. Right. Yeah. But look at Marie. She's crying. And see what the director does with the rain? Right, so you can see it from the window, so it looks like you can see the tears. Hey, look, it is Jeannie. Check it out. Check out Jeannie. Hey, look, it is Jeannie dancing to a bunch of hobos. That's so they're doing the hobo style where they got to open cookout in the, in the suite. That's right. He's at the presidential suite, just like he said. Yeah. And this look, guy's not having it. having a hobo meal. Right? Hot yeah, that sounds funny. They got the star now. Right. In the hotel room, yeah. they got an open flame. Well, it's sterno, man. It adds flavor to the hot dogs. You can really taste it. Hey, look. I am Genie. Check it out. I am Genie. Major and I'm dancing. Now that I struck out. Even, but Naven's all bummed out. Yeah. Wow, he got caught in the rain. The guy has a chest, and you can see his pecs popping out of that wet shirt of his. Yep. The jerk is built, is ripped. I love that guy, man. It's, he's not just my favorite Martian, you know? He was a good comedian. Oh, no, he's much more than that. That movie we saw him in, it was going to be uh, What's-His-Name, who plays against uh, Walter Matthau all the time. Jack Lemmon was going to be the star. Oh, of Kissing like Stupid. Three stars they went through before they finally, uh, you know, arrived at Ray, and he did a good job. He did a great job. He, he was a little too believable. That's the problem about that movie. It's a little too skeevy. Yeah. Because he, he, he offers his wife to sleep with uh, Dino, right? No, what was it Tony? Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. He played, a, he played a lounge singer named Dino. And Dino was driving from Las Vegas to L.A. And he passes Ray Winstone's town. Ray is a songwriter. So he says, listen, if you perform my song, I'll let you sleep with a prostitute. And he's like, honey, pretend you're a prostitute and sleep with Dino. Trust you know, me. The other, no, I'll let you sleep with my wife. And so he goes to a prostitute and says, pretend you're my wife. Ah, uh, well, my movie version's better. It yeah, is. right. So the prostitute, she's Kim Novak. Wait, is Kim Novak the wife or the prostitute? I forget. Kim Novak was the wife who's re the real-life wife of... Um, Jack Lemmon, and I really like the prostitute lady because her her Jersey accent, as you remember. Yeah, that's right. 
Listen, I saw that movie. They showed it at the Roxy in the 90s. It was very rare. to Back then, it wasn't on YouTube. You had to actually see it at a revival house. Right. And I was with a friend of mine, and Kim Novak walks by, and my friend goes, man, you could bounce a quarter off that ass. <laughs> so that's all I <laughs> Right? Was she, she could hurt here? Well, no, she was talking about Kim, he was talking about Kim Novak on the screen. Oh, okay. Like, from the, from the 1960s version. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So they're like, let's oh, have... and basically by letting him sleep with the belly dancer. And so the belly dancer makes their moves and he goes, I can't sleep with you. I love Marie. And so the belly dancer says, well, if you love Marie, you got to climb the tallest mountain. You got to swim the deepest ocean. Go get her. So that's what he's doing. He's he's off to get his girl and uh, Ray will assist him. So he's not going to make a billion dollars with a little thing you put on your glasses that makes everyone go cro- uh, cross-eyed. The win here is marrying, is falling in love with Marie, is is getting Marie to not get married. Yeah, he's a prince, dude. Give it up. It really isn't the jerk. I mean, it's it's a boy who leaves his home to seek his fortune. That's as much of the jerk as. As we get the first one, yeah, the first jerk started that way, but did not. I mean, he had no special abilities. His dog was named Shithead. You know, he didn't. He wasn't a great card player. Uh, you know. Well, you know what's funny is like, uh, yeah, we were talking about when they show theatrically released movies on network television back in the day. They would say that it's been edited for content. Right. And they, when they showed the jerk on, on network TV, which I believe was the first time I saw it, I do remember the shit in Shinola that wasn't there. Oh. And that the guy goes, don't call that dog hero. Call him stupid. Right. Oh, okay, stupid. I remember seeing the jerk so on TV. Called... I remember that. Yeah. So the dog was called stupid. And for the longest time, I thought that was it. So it's one of those things when you see it kind of for television – if you still do. Uh, and then when you see the actual movie, you're like, whoa, they said shithead. Yeah. So Do the Right Thing was on TV. Instead of motherfucker, they kept saying Mickey Ficky. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, the same impact is they could just, like, uh, mute the word, right? They don't, you know. Right. Much smarter. And that way you know what they're meant to say, and it's just not aired. Well, it's that whole, like, airplane version. Remember that? Like, movies had to have an airplane version so they could show the movie on the airplane. Oh, Because yes. back then, you didn't have a screen in front of you. You had one screen that they, you know, they put that descend and right. you paid money for a headphone and you could watch The Jerk. And to make sure that everyone in the airplane doesn't get offended, they had to edit out all the, the dirt and raunchiness. Oh, wow, it really looks like she's doing her exercise. Right, and it's because the that dad's is... at the door. Uh, I gotta go. What other Steve Martin movies would make good TV movies? Uh, okay, so TV sucks, so I gotta say like that what is it, House of Twelve? You know, when he's got like twelve kids. <laughs> you know, we we featured that on the film, uh, on the show, because 
Cheaper by the Dozen, yeah. which was a shitty movie from the 60s and a book from the 60s. And his version, oh, I think even before that. But that came out on Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, right. Cheaper by the Dozen. And Cheaper by the Dozen 2 came out on Christmas Day the following year. Oh, huh, interesting. A double loser. Interesting. I like uh, we can't wait to write that. Um, Goldie Hawn. Um, and it was all full of lies, but uh, no, that wouldn't have been a good TV show. I don't know. This wouldn't have been a good TV show either. It's, I'm glad it didn't get made. Yeah, me too. Well, he did Father of the Bride. Like, he, he was in a lot of remakes of movies that were popular back in the day, and they were pieces of shit. Yeah, and, and I just got to say that, um, that um, the Pink Panther was a horrible choice for him. Um, the thing yeah. is that we know we know Steve Martin too well to have suspended disbelief and believe that he was they really needed an unknown for that let me just say that um sometimes things aren't broken so you shouldn't fix them i i don't think they should have ever made a remake of uh pink panther i think that you know peter sellers nailed it it wasn't the movie. Right. It was Peter Sellers. So, you know, I'm the biggest well, the history, fan, but that movie was not for him. So the Pink Panther was originally like a David Niven film, and they put in Peter Sellers as his comic relief, and it, and it blew up. So they said, we're going to make a sequel. Sellers said, fuck you, no. So Alan Arkin played Professor Inspector Clouseau yeah. in the movie Inspector Clouseau. Suggestion. And then A Shot in the Dark... <laughs> was, you know, especially the second Pierce Sellers movie, but, you know, it was just a different movie, and they threw in Clouseau as a star, right. and it clicked, and then they started doing, like, Strikes Back and Revenge, but when he passed away, I mentioned this on the movie, they did two follow-up uh, uh, Pink Panther movies where they just used posthumous, you know, they, they had outtakes, and they, they uh, yeah. repurposed it into two movies, yep. and they had an unknown Ted, Ted Wass from the TV show Soap played, like, uh, a different Bumley inspector. Right. And it wasn't that great, you know. No, it was hard. But then the Blake Edwards' last movie was Son of the Pink Panther, where they kept it in canon saying that he that Clouseau had an illegitimate uh, son who is now a uh, Italian, uh, Bumley Italian inspector, and he's Roberto Bellini. And that's how they... Uh, continue the series like he still kept it grounded and at the end of sun it's revealed that Clouseau had a daughter who's also uh clumsy and that's how the film ends yeah and then with with Steve Martin they said fuck it let's just reboot it there's no we don't need to follow any trails you know no, we'll just do we it. don't have to do it again and you see a lot of movies like that I mean sequels in the 80s were like Oh, and Halloween 5, Michael Pleasance meets this person, and Freddy, you know, Nightmare for, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, this with their dream warriors this time. And now movies are like, fuck it. You know the premise? Here it is again. Yeah. Again, you know. <laughs> just reboot. Just they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I guess so they did that on here. Now, you said Halloween 5, right? Uh, the star we're seeing yeah. right here, Stacey Nelkin, who is Marie Van Buren. She was in Halloween 3, yeah. Season of the Witch. Oh, that's that weird one. That's the one where it was like a, just a standalone horror story. Uh-huh. 
Check this out. She yeah. was scheduled to be in Blade Runner. She was cast as Mary, who is one of the six Nexus Six replicants from Offworld and comes to Earth. But the budget yeah. constraints cut all of those guys from the film. And we just started, we ended up seeing Daryl Hannah and the other two guys. Um, Rucker Howard and Batty right. and uh, some other shit. Yeah. So, but the only thing good about her, she was in Up the Academy. Which I saw in the theater with Boris Koba and his mom. Mad Magazine's trying to be National Lampoon. Yeah. So it's directed by Robert Downey Sr. Right. It, it's exactly not on YouTube. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have a friend, Boris Koba, and if he's listening, hi, Boris. It's been hi, a while. I'm sorry, sorry I brought up your full name on this show. But his mom, like, uh, took us to see this. We were 12 years old, huge Mad Magazine fan. And that movie was bad. Yep. And there was one Terrible. scene. It was a military school. So the military sergeant, what have you, was going, they were going to have a dance. And he can't wait to get laid. And he's there, he's getting dressed. And they have a bulldog there, too. And the guy getting ready, he takes out a condom and he puts it in his wallet. And he looks at the dog, and the dog looks at him. And he gives the dog a condom uh, wrap, wrap condom, and the dog starts chewing it. Right. Like, and I remember Boris's mom's just went, oh. <laughs> what have you I know? done as a parent? Yeah, <laughs> I still remember that sigh, like, oh. So, yeah, she, we all felt it. The Kolba's family fortune came from that cheese. A Kolba cheese? Years and years, it was great-great-grandpappy Kolba made the cheese. <laughs> Okay, so David has been kidnapped, right? He is missing. And so now he's enlisted, Ray has enlisted all the hobos to go and find him. But Ugly Joe, who says, what's in it for me? And he goes, you're not a hobo, you're a bum. He's giving him an inspirational talk right now. It's really bad. up the music. Uh-huh. My old man just happens to own a Trojan horse bakery. Oh, come on, Carl. This is torturous. I know. It's so bad. I mean, not even Lincoln <laughs> is here to, like, at least be stupid for us. So we're basically having well, a whole setup that they're going to have to go find Naven and get him to the wedding in time uh, to stop Marie from getting married. Now, never mind that you just money. not get married. Right. I didn't realize this meeting was being held at the donation army. Yeah, that's right. It's right. Um, so this Marie, she was Stacy Nelkin. She was in Chips, A-Team, Eight is Enough, uh, Hunter. She had a role in Bullets Over Broadway, the Woody Allen film. Um, yeah. But she is best known for something I don't even know. Bonnie Sue Chisholm in four episodes of the CBS Western miniseries, The Chisholms. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan. I used to chisholm all over myself. Oh, you pervert. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that Chisholm? I hope that's not Chisholm. That's what I was saying. My parents, when I, they turn on and see me watching TV. Yeah, they got a black light. Is that Chisholm? <laughs> Is that Chisholm on the TV? Yeah, it's a miniseries. Oh, that reminds me of one of my stand-up jokes I purposely did not do in San Francisco. Because you guys are okay. so insensitive. Okay. You know, you've heard of this, uh, like, gender fluid thing. I mean, like, what's the confusion, right? You show me the fluid, I'll tell you the gender. <laughs> no, all, all, uh, uh, who I don't think... did that? Oh, yeah. Nathan's, the open mic at Native's Bar would just go fucking ape shit. <laughs> There was a bunch of jokes yeah, I did that. not tell in San Francisco on purpose because they were just too edgy for you guys. For example? That one, that one, gender fluid joke. There was others. Uh, um, gosh, it's you not going to be. I'll tell you the jokes that you did do in San Francisco. Oh, I love Asbury. But man, do I hate it. No, wait. I, I like I love San Francisco. No, wait. Yeah, but. Oh, I hate Ashbury. I don't think I did that joke well, this time around, right? It was March, just before the COVID stuff. Yeah, it was like the week, the first week of March. It was. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me all week. Yeah, yeah. Because I got you hosted an open mic in in San Francisco, and you were like high fiving, shaking hands, hugging. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was early. We didn't know. We didn't know. We knew, but it, it was right before the shit went down. You came and you left, and then the city went officially into lockdown. Yeah, it, it's good thing I left when I did, Mike, because I would have been out there, you know, and I would have yeah. been, you know. Staying at a hotel, a divey junkie hotel. I don't know. I'm just glad I got home and I was quarantined here in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah, in the state that has the second worst uh, COVID cases in the city in the country. Well, at least back then, at least my town had 51 cases. Okay, so, and we had no deaths. Okay, my friend uh, Jeff lives in Garfield, and. They had like 300 and some, I mean, they, he personally knows people, I know them too, who died from it. Um, oh. Jersey is a hotbed, but where I live, we're in a forest, a little rural here. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if I was out in San Francisco, I'm not knocking San Francisco, I'm talking about my life situation. I would have been at that rinky-dink hotel, it was a motel, you know, and... That was on, yeah. And I would have had to stay inside that little box. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm just glad you, I got home. When you flew back, what was it like at the airplane? Did they were they kind of cognizant? Like it was a like panic mode, or was no, not like, at all. But, Mike, like when we were out there, you were telling people they should shut down. Uh, it it what it hadn't yeah. hit yet. It wasn't. I mean, in your mind, Mike Spiegelman, it was a pandemic. Yeah. Carl, you just touched your face. Yeah. But the rest of the world was not where you were at <laughs> yet. We had about a week to go. Uh, when I flew I off the airplane, there were no masks, no precautions. Listen, let our audience know that you uh, touched your fingers to your mouth, right? <laughs> Clean that the little space, and then touch my phone. <laughs> yeah. 
all and I freaked out. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Understandable. I, I covered I, Yeah. Okay, we're missing like now, this movie. You, you, we're missing this movie. Okay, so I know. he has been kidnapped, as you can see, and he's just learned the bad news that um uh the count has run out of money and he's marrying Marie Van Buren for her money. Okay, so now he's calling Marie with the pencil. <laughs> Ray is outside pretending that there's they're an ice cream truck. Oh, that's that's Ray in the clown outfit. Oh wow! This is definitely a landline. So now Marie's dilemma is, if I stop the wedding, they might do something like kill Naven. So she's going All to right. get through with it. Wham, wham, wham. Boy, talk about buyer's regret. Three years of the marriage, you'd be like, why? I, whatever happened to Naven? Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm sorry, Carl. How many times have you seen this movie? Because you know what I'm going to say. This is my fifth time. I can't sit through this movie. It's yeah. killing me. It's killing, it's killing me. me. Now we're revealing to, um, you know, we're revealing that it's Ray and they're getting in a net. He goes, well, what ice cream do you have? And we got two dopes in a net. Two dopes in a net. What's that? <laughs> it throws it off. <laughs> Two doves in the net. Hey, quit clowning around. Boy, he must miss Smokey and the Bandit, right? Being in that net. <laughs> so, Smokey and the Bandit, you know, remember when there was like Big Enus and Little Enus, and it was like. Uh, right, he's Big uh, Enus. He is Big Enus, because I'm saying they're doing the same thing. They're, they paired him off with a little guy. That's right. Now, when I first saw that guy, I was like, I know that guy. And I thought he was that guy from the James Bond movies with, remember, there's the big guy and the little guy, and they would go around making funny jokes. But anyway, I, research found out that he was Smokey and the Bandit. He was yeah. Big Enos. So now right, well, cool. rescued... Naven and they're off to the wedding. They're gonna do it. Oh, uh, my Applebee's delivery is coming in five minutes, Carl. Oh, okay. Uh, there's only uh, eleven minutes left in this film. Let's see if you can make it. All right. Do you want to pause? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you can go. When is your delivery coming? You don't know. They got to ring the doorbell, right? Well, there should be a note saying he's coming, but uh, uh, according to my phone map, isn't this cool? It's on my street. Ah, gotcha. Not, not there yet. Well, for the yeah. continuity of the movie, we really can't stop. So I understand if you. Uh... Okay. We 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 prepared for this. We knew I ordered Sonic Drive-In to deliver to my house. You said Applebee's. Right, now look how freaked out Marie oh, is. She does not want to marry this guy. Ugh, the dress is a mess. 
What's that dress? Say yes to the dress. She did. Uh, gonna get married. Now, uh. I thought it was funny that one of the editors was named Jack Gleason. Because of Jackie Gleason? Oh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, because I know Jackie Gleason did not edit this movie. That's not the best producer's name. Remember uh, One Day at a Time from the 80s, the 80s version? Sure. There was a producer named Bud Weiser. Oh, really? <laughs> he probably For some reason, I just... Dogs. Yeah, right. Well, he was really obnoxious. He would always walk in saying, what's up? Bud. Oh, Bud. the hilarity Bud. that's ensuing. Listen, I'm with you. I'm done with this film, too. I mean, it's just not a good job uh, at all. And uh, it's not believable. We it? Dumbness. No, we should <laughs> not end it. We can't do that to our audience. So this, we can't do that to our, no. this guy named oh, they got a hot Steinberg. Airport. Uh, produce this and oh okay here's a not funny gag uh, the count is insisting that she she's play here comes the bride super fast Done. oh right yeah they want to get get it over with get her down the aisle oh, what if I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take my phone outside okay all right as you know I'm here at Mutiny Radio Studios Right. Okay, I'm going to walk downstairs. Now, ugly so that, uh, Eddie has decided he's not going to be a bum. He's going to be a hobo. So he's helping by uh, uh, getting his father's van, the Trojan Bakery, and they'll they'll pretend that they're catering for the wedding. Ah, but they're actually hobos. They're actually bringing Navin to break up the wedding. With what? Cards? So drop that idea with the cards? I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. So now the father is walking Marie down the aisle and he's like, cheer up, Marie. And I don't understand why Marie doesn't say, Daddy, they're holding Naven hostage, right? Yeah, I mean, would the father not want his family-in-law to be... Uh... Holding people hostage so they can get married? Well, I mean, the father is all for this because it's going to, you know, she's going to marry into royalty. It's very good. It's very prestigious for him. Uh, but, yeah, I think right. you're right. If he knew that the guy was a crook. Yeah. If my father-in-law said, hey, you know what's funny about the wedding is that we had to abduct your girlfriend, your, your true love, so you would marry our, our daughter. Oh, yeah, that was hysterical. So now they have to get past the guard, convincing them that they're caterers for the wedding, and they're saying everything wrong, and the joke is the guard goes, okay. He goes, you're a couple of comedians. Ah. And, you know, the guard just lets them in. Thank God. Well, you know what? The guard probably realized the movie was ending. Right. And so let's just speed this shit up. But the thing is, the butler comes and vouches for them. And that's what, uh, here we have the joke of the wedding marches so fast. 
Give me your daughter. Thank right, you. Bye. Okay, the audience is uh, waiting for this, this stuff to drop. You could uh, mute out if you want. Uh, okay, so now the butler comes and vouches for them, and he knows Navin's going to wreck up this wedding. So he's secretly on their side and takes Navin with him to lead him straight to Marie right away. Nice. Yeah, ERB. Now, a guy named Ziggy Steinberg uh, wrote this thing and produced it. And when he was in college, he wrote stand-up material for David Steinberg, uh, who's not a relation, George Carlin, Carlin and Debbie Reynolds. So he did a lot of stand-up writing. Uh, his first television script was a Mary Tyler Moore e uh, episode. He went on to write for Bob Newhart. Uh, and he wrote this. He Not only did he write this sequel, but he wrote a sequel called Porky's Revenge. Um, and he wrote and directed, he actually directed The Boss's Wife uh, for TriStar Pictures. Another thing interesting about this Ziggy Steinberg is he wrote and produced Another You, which was the last time Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor co-starred together in a motion picture. It was Pryor's final starring role. So was that the one where, like, uh, came from a Yeah. If you remember, um, Big Enos, like, crashed his car into a chicken coop and got feathers all over him. And as a joke, we just saw an audience of this wedding with a bunch of feathers all stuck to him. It was pretty funny. Oh, so many memories. Did the photographer get it? What? Did the wedding photographer get it? Oh, the picture? Yeah. Now they're doing the do, do you take this one? And the joke is, his name is so long. And he goes, just call me Marco. Uh. So at the very last second, of course, Navin will show. Marie's about to say, I do. Here comes Navin on the horse. That's the same horse, right? That is the same exact horse. And, um, you know, a la the graduate, he's breaking up the wedding. And nobody's happy. The mother's fainting for the sixth time in this film. And watch, <laughs> we'll, trip, we'll uh, leap over mom. <laughs> Good leap. Oh, there's a wedding cake. Let's see what happens. If there's a wedding cake in a movie, someone will fall into it. That was like a blatant trip, too. I would fire that butler. Now we have more hilarity. Oh, it's a Trojan horse. They Trojan bakery. pies. Oh, it is a comedy. A la Bugsy Malone. They're attacking with pies. Wow, another good movie we did. Oh, I should tell you, Carl, one of my favorite things, if you go to Twitter and you, you're reading Scott Baio's Twitter feed, right? Uh, his body, he lists all, all his movie, uh, his famous roles, 
and the first one is Bugsy Malone. Yeah, because that's so like Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Yeah. But he listened like chronological. He's like, I was first Bugsy, then I was Chachi, and then I was Charles. It was pretty funny. So. Oh, the Butler set yeah, three. Right, and Maven is like, "Where's the steering wheel?" And Butler thinks he's making a joke again. <laughs> the worst wedding. Ah, I could hawk that. Yeah, that's right. That and is the key of it. Hawking jewelry. A kiss. See, now oh, they reference his special purpose, you know? It's just not the jerk in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Well, the jerk had no idea what sex was, right? He was all freaking right. out on that. But he got kissed. Produced by Ziggy Steinberg. Thanks, Zig. What a name. Thanks, Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy and, Ro and Rocco wrote this. And here we have the great credits of a television show. Right. Cut scenes and let it roll. Not even well, cut scenes. That's... Stills from the film. Yeah. Well, this is the part where you go, I remember that scene of the dogs. Yeah. Next up, your local news, followed by Jay, uh, Johnny Carson. Stay tuned. Hey, Johnny. And welcomes Ray Winstone for a postmortem. On the jerk too, Carl. What do you think of the jerk? Jerk too. Horrible, horrible film. Awful, terrible. Yeah, you know what? That's the way I remembered it uh, forty years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree. Thirty years ago, I guess. No, whatever. Years ago. Well, yeah, there it is. That is a piece of pop culture curio, but uh, flaws, uh, just derbis, right? Yes. It's garbage. They made a sequel. Mm -hmm. And YouTube yeah. has it. So God bless you, YouTube. Uh, and that's the jerk, too. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show and watching the movie with us. We will be back next week. Every Sunday is our show. Uh, next week, Carl, I don't think I have a trailer prepared, but we're going to watch 1946's A Night in Casablanca with the three Marx Brothers. Wonderful. We're watching... We're going to riff a Marx Brothers movie. How fucking wrong is that? Yeah, that is. That doesn't even make just sense. let it play. <laughs> like it's, they're kind of older and slower in this movie, and they, they don't really have much to do, but it's cool. It's a curiosity. You know, people don't forget they made this movie. Yeah, everyone knows older movies, even like the hotel one, but everyone keeps forgetting they made this one. Yeah. So we'll be checking out A Night in Casablanca. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com. That's all I've got to offer right now in this COVID nightmare. Yeah, everyone, be safe. And uh, check out mutinyradio.fm uh, where we broadcast. Uh, has been doing an underground live comedy show, which they perform outside in the street. And it airs live. So you can listen to it uh, on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's that's all I got to really promote. I I got some things going, but nothing really, nothing really stand out. Same with my movie, The Thieves Code, available on Vimeo on demand, and probably the best two minutes of a movie you'll ever see. My scene. And you've got an article online that's current. 
about me, Mike Spiegelman? Uh, you wrote it. You were the author of an article online. Oh, tell me about it because I, I, I can't place it. <laughs> oh, darn. I'm not a good friend if I don't remember it. <laughs> no, I don't remember it. Well, you wrote, oh, whatever. So guys, you you wrote an article. You wrote an article. You promoted it twice before on I, the show. I know. And you know one of the reasons why I'm, I'm hedging my bets? It still hasn't been published yet. So uh, when it when it gets published, I will mention the website. Oh, okay. Until then, do not go to, to SavageHenryMagazine.com. Humboldt County's finest Henry magazine. And what I've been contributing to their printed publication for years. There will be a virtual issue available. Uh, so keep check, keep refreshing it. Do what I do. Here keep refreshing that page. Savage Henry. Oh. Yes, stay at Savage Henry Magazine. But they call it Savage Henry Independent Times, or S-H-I-T. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Well, uh, that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Uh, go to Venmo, contribute money to At Muni Radio, keep the station going. Uh, subscribe to our station. Keep safe, keep sane. Uh, Carl, I'm looking forward to next week's movie with you. Yeah, yeah. It's one to, we, I'm going to mark it down. Mark, I'm going to make my marks. I'm going to, okay, I'll think of jokes. Looking forward. Yeah, hey, you know what? We're just going to play the movie. I don't think we're going to do any jokes. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Carl. We'll see Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird comedy. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. Look, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <coughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Bug House Square, this is Mutiny Radio. If you can afford to please uh, give us some money, we're like, you know, we're, we're falling apart here. We're trying to get, uh, 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 keep this boat afloat. So if you feel it in your heart, uh, click on that GoFundMe thing. If you have done it, thank you so much. Um, again, uh, just be as decent as you can. This is, uh, this is Mutiny Radio. Check out other programming as well. Pam, you got anything up there? You got that breaker ready there? We can do... Uh, we can do that. So, uh, yeah, Pam's here. She's just, you know, shoveling more coal in the furnace. Uh, keep things going here. Hi, on a raft. <laughs>
without a pattern. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump plan. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities, but Trump's brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care system and community service. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go antitrump.com and spread the word individual politics aren't important what is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough that's antitrump.com welcome to strictly bad vibes your personal complaint department
swimming through a sea of pine cats. Are ye on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasure. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter pop. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community service. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go. Antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's Antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we... <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, Mobed bitch, Mobed bitch. And, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what more kids are giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys.
is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. to my jokes and they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements no way what is this dang nabbit thing called it's joke workshop joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radio so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pantastic books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comedy. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic deep in the Mission District, where you can lap off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitable. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak so then all you gotta do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every friday from 8 to 10 p.m as your host pam benjamin brings you the best comedy from san francisco and beyond the universe and what's better than the universe <laughs> it's a cash cock honey <laughs> Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of. <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by Widow X. L W A S L M O Y Q. We watch so much movie, I need to with you, and you listen to the podcast yeah. and watch movies at the right. same time. Yeah, L W A S L M O Y Q. Yeah, L W A S L M O Y Q. 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Central, 5 Eastern. 5 yeah. Eastern. Eastern right. Standard I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to get some thinking. Flat black plastic. Making big stretches and cruising. Start being number two. On the freeway. I am a terrible driver. I am having troubles and adolescence. And I want to talk to you. Henry, Charlie here. I have a report.
music of Jerry Allen begins today's journey on the morning train. Jerry Allen, of course, the great pianist who has played with many people over the years and from one of her own albums as a leader, where in a trio setting, the album was Twilight, so that's with a Y, T-W-Y-L-I-G-H-T, released in 1989, Jerry Allen Trio with uh, Jeremy Shahid on the bass, Tani Tabal on the drums. We heard When Capilla Dances and Shadow Theories, the vocalist on the latter, Clarice Taylor Bell, the music of Jerry Allen here on the music on the uh, morning train freeform radio for free minds we're heading into a long stretch with Charles Mingus so sit back and So, um, we're live now. Just I started the podcast. So right. Everybody can like. You it's okay. Don't freak out. Boing, boing, boing. Yeah, we'll all kind of figure that out. Sound check. Mm. I need to turn mine. Welcome to the Aranac and Sketch Show podcast comedy hour with friends on the radio. Radio hour with friends hour. Hey, we're. Boing, boing, boing. We're here with Sam Carroll. Say hi, Sam. Hello. Oh, it's loud. Pam Benjamin. Pulling you, pulling you down a little bit. Yeah, hi. And Billy. My last name is Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Oh. <laughs> We're going to do some sketch Billy Cheesesteak Sullivan. Yeah. We're going to do some sketch comedy. Let's go right into the, <laughs> the Six Flags theme song. 
me get a cheesesteak called the Che. And with that, we will. Wait, so you want me to That's my stage name when I. Let me get a beef bread and Che. Hold the Che. Hold the Che. Why? Why? I'm so. I'm so goddamn loud. This is how I sound like. This is what I. This is what I sound like. Why didn't you guys tell me about this? Turn it up. Can you turn the screen up? Can you read the screen, turn the screen up? I can't read from my phone. It's too small. It's too small. It's too small. It'll work. Why you want to split switch seats? Yeah, I guess if you're gonna do it from your phone, boy. Oh, trapped you there, did I? Caught you in a corner. It's gonna be terrible. About switching seats? Because I want to keep my seat, so we would have to switch the seats. We switch seats. There was a weird buzzing thing that happened to you, so it's good that we didn't really start yet. And I can cut all this out. It's just I guess this is exciting for the radio <laughs> listening audience, I Sam suppose. Carol. Does anyone want reefer? Does anyone want reefer? I'm just kidding, I don't have any reefer for you. Reaper? Oh yeah. Send us away, Aaron. We're gonna start the sketch show, Sam. Turn into a nebula star? <laughs> Fuck you said. He had a hundred miles an hour All right, on that sketch pitch. show, baby. Like to do Sam's part? What? Sure. Does Sam have a part? Do we even cast that? Is this that? my beer? Bob. Bob. It's the part of Bob. Actually, yeah. If you want Bob, Bob's Bob right, sucks. Billy, Let the record state that Bob sucks. Well, am I gonna take Billy's part now? No, no, no. Are you serious? This is, this is a, a joke. Why are you tired so life? much, man? We're trying to do a sketch. We're trying, we're trying to we're trying to read a script. I guarantee you don't have an hour and forty of minutes of content in here. We don't. We also we don't we don't you're need the rant. We don't trying to go home to your wife. An improv show. It's a sketch show. What, sketch I, are are there rules? The script. Yeah, we're going off the script. Sketch yeah, shows. don't you be go off the script. Yeah, come on, let's go off cock. the script. Okay. So no talk. All right, so no talking. Start now. Fuck you, Aaron. No talk. Yeah. It's welcome so to the no talking sketch before, show. Before before we start, I just have to say, Aaron, we were trying to be serious and get everything together. We've got sound cues. We got We've got it all worked out technically. I spent and the then whole they're day. like, let's just fuck around. What? So you're like, I'm, I'm trying to do this. Jack Jack throw a it's Sam. Don't, care, bro. don't throw me in a basket. Billy's what? here. Billy's serious. Spe- I just spent a Why whole day writing this script. Because I thought you were going to take it seriously. I thought you were going to read a part. You, you thought I was going to take this seriously? You, you had oh, to ask me. Don't like, be a dick. How? Come on. Read a line after I read a line. He right. worked really hard on this. Yeah, script. I wrote a whole script. He wrote for a whole it. script. <laughs> I wrote a whole script. Have I you put ever sound read script, Sam? Sam's not taking it seriously. <laughs> I edited. Oh, no. I edited the oh, sound oh, cues. Sam would come to do. Oh, Randy Jackson. Right Let's fucking do. You know, not even. I'm not even now in a comedy mood anymore. energy for this read. I'm not even in a comedy <laughs> mood anymore. Do I even want to do comedy anymore? Here we go. We're going to start again. I'm in a comedy We're starting again. We're starting. We're starting right now. It's ruined. All right, everybody. Great. Welcome. All right. All right. Can I have your part, Aaron? All right, Sam, dog. Here's the pitch. Shut the song perfectly face. reflects my inner being as it is, all right? So I don't need no half-wit producer mucking it up, all right? I'm a musician in the studio. Got it. Dander Adams, she's a PBR, and I'm a mouth. Take one. <coughs> she's a PBR, and I'm a mouth. 
He's a cigarette, I'm still a mouth. When we met, she said she was only 15. I said, what, I can't hear you. Take this fake ID. You know, I love to go shopping. You have to interrupt me at that part. You have to no, be like. You, you, I, I, fuck, that's good, but you never hit the line where you where you. Oh. Well, stay in character. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're way above I, I that. thought you wanted me to just cue and cut, honestly, this but is, then we're not even on that page. This isn't so where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has the No, this is the first, this is the first page. <laughs> you're, you're on the page. First page. Oh, uh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. I shout, I got, no, I got, you scroll, you're fine, you scroll, you scroll. I shout at her in public because it makes me feel big, and she's not allowed to leave the house unless it's for my gig, but she has beautiful eyelids. All right, cut. What, what's wrong with that one? What? I, what, I was feeling that. What gives, man? You actually do that? You actually do what? Do what? Keep your girlfriend locked inside your house. Whoa, whoa. Okay, what gives you the right, man? I deny these extremely serious and faceless accusations. She's in no way my girlfriend. That's <laughs> not the point, Xander. In a song, you So what? It's just a song, all right? That's what I do. Music and stuff. I look, I know hundreds of beanie-wearing, Wilco-loving, pitchfork-reading studio engineers that would kill for this gig. Do you want me to find someone else? No, sir. Right. Now let's take it from the top of the second verse. Bob. I don't see it's this one. It's I the top. The top up, line. Like right no, oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Look, it's the second verse. Let me just <laughs> All right, Xander Adams. She's a PBR and I'm a mouth. Take two. <laughs> she was shaking and she sprayed on me after my friend tossed me one of her at a party. Gross. When we met, she said she was only 15. I said, what? I can't hear you. Take this fake ID. But I love to go shopping. Cut. What? What was wrong with that one? What now? Xander, if this is true, I highly recommend that you find an attorney, but if nothing else, you have to change the lyrics, my and dude. And censor my creative outlet? No way, man. My dude, it's not censoring, it's editing. Think about it like this. Remember that Black Eyed Peas song? Let's get retarded in here. Yeah, I love that song. My dude, of course you do. Well, did you ever notice that one day, everyone started singing it, let's get started in here. No, I still sing it the old way. Okay, well, my point is the band changed the lyrics so it's not offensive, and now it's more popular. You could do that, too. Just change some of the lyrics. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What else do you want me to change? You want me to, like, rename my record the was She Was Thunder Age? What? That doesn't even make sense, dude. Look, let's just finish the damn song. There's only one verse left, okay? Is it clean? Of course it's clean. My demo is 13 to 17-year-olds. Now let's start it from the top of verse 3. Fine, but this is it, man. Xander Adams, she's a PBR, and I'm a predator. No, I, I'm not a... Okay, I'm going to just do it. I don't have a bed frame. Stop asking. Just forget it. When I post on social media, I disable the comments, and I keep correspondence with my good friend, Bill Cosby. Still good. You uh, the Bill Cosby part? <laughs> Bill Cosby. I love that guy. God damn it, Xander. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin my career over your predatory lifestyle anthem. I'm finished with this track. Now, we can call it a day or we can do covers, but I'm not spending another second on that horrible, horrible song. Jesus Christ, Bob, you're acting super crazy right now for no reason. All your friends agree with me. They say you're being super emotional and irrational and crazy, but whatever. Even though I'm the victim, I'm going to be me. the bigger man. We don't have to play that song. 
we can just do a cover. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, for the Christmas album. Baby, it's cold outside on three. One, two, three. Dude, barista? Who's barista? Aaron's barista. No, it's just Pam. Yeah, and Billy's the... Yeah. Alright. So, um, so you have here, I'll get... I'm white, everybody, for the record, so it's... Don't say that. Now we can't what? do it. What? No, 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 no. Right, it's we're full. we're going to find a new actor in the studio. Oh, you... Hey, Aaron, I'm not uh, white. Hey, Aaron, we're in I'm the mission. White. We pulled oh. somebody out from the street. Hello, hola. Whoa. Thank you. Oh, hola? I'm sorry. I don't know hablo espanol, but you seem to be of the correct race to play this role. Why don't you sit in for the sketch? Yeah, man, that's that's probably a good idea. You should you should take me on, you should take my mic. Gracias, gracias. Great si. to have you here, Mister. <laughs> that's fantastic. Let's do it. All right. So you have. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. <coughs> Here's your mocha latte, miss. Uh, I ordered a matcha latte. Do I say something? <laughs> Better not, because cause any trouble. I mean, he's just, she's just doing, he, this is impossible to do right now. Hey, that white lady's got a point. <laughs> Excuse me. I actually ordered a matcha latte. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. Let me get you a, a different one. I mean, one is in Spanish and the other is in Japanese, so. Right, well, here's your matcha latte. Thank you. No, we're still going. It's too much. Wow, maybe I am a girl boss. What are they doing over there across the street and two blocks down from me? Are they skateboarding on the sidewalk in my school district? Excuse me. Si, senora. What did you just say to me? Perdone, sen perdone, senora. Yo no habla espanol. Solo esta tratando apartada. This is America, okay? And in America, we speak, is that a Nora Jones shirt? Si, senora, mi amor a Nora Jones. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Tu tienes o was bellissimos. Kiss me. <laughs> Don't confuse <laughs> French and Spaniards. Playwriting is my passion. Great to be here, everybody. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm trying. Sam's better at Spanish. I mean, we should have switched roles. Yes. Yeah, because you know what, too? I was trying there, too. Like, I was like, come on. I forgot how to read. I didn't know you spoke. Are we ready to go? <laughs> 
guy that came in here just to do that part was really good at it. He was really good. Yeah, look, we're lucky we're on the mission. What it hasn't been totally gentrified yet. You just gentrified this, the, the sketch show. We're all, I'm a quarter Asian just for the record, but everyone else here is. We're honkies. It's 3.75 white in the room. What quarter is it? Fourth quarter. Put all your bags in. Uh. The top part, the, the head part. Trying to get some licks yeah. in. His big brain. Yes, his you. big, big brain. My I heard you guys love. are really good at the humanities. Yeah, you know in the fake science of uh, race supremacy that's known as eugenics, uh, Asians were actually deemed the smartest. Smarter than white people. That's why even uh, old-timey white supremacists were like, Oh, the Asians. <laughs> you, know what the you know where the Jews <laughs> ranked on that? The Jewish people? You know where they ranked on that? Uh, they didn't rank. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> That's right. The Germans were like, we, yeah. can't, we don't even know how to decipher this. We're just going to yeah. do an asterisk and we're going to put them on the side yeah. of the. the Almost I heard the every Jews were the smartest, like Ashkenazi Jews. I believe they are, bro. The I, I believe they are. I think that's why they've been targeted so many times over the over the. Because I don't think it's the Danish people. blood in me that helps me remember stuff. Yeah, I yeah, don't think yeah. It's, yeah, that. yeah. it's the Dane that makes you so horny. The Viking in you. You know there are No, it's the menopause that makes me so horny. It's nothing to do. It has to do with my gender. Has to do with my 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 biology, not my. Okay. <laughs> who wants to? Who are you, who's playing? Who wants to play? I'll play somebody. Okay, Billy, you are this white man. Oh, You're Brian. Nice. Brian. Alrighty. Me enter. Hey, you must be our lead. Yes, I'm here to play the mayor of Flavortown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just a super simple ad for this burrito place, so we should be out of here in no time, probably. With all due respect, I think the characters will let us know when they are done. Uh, yeah, sure. Alright, from the top, action! Hey, it's me, the mayor of Flavortown. Come on down to Burrito Shack and try our new Beaky Crunch Wrap. Believe me, I know flavor. But I may never know the human heart. Citizens of Flavortown, we all lost something in that Chernobyl-grade nacho cheese explosion. Something of ourselves, something of God. I may never again know the touch of my own wife, but damn me to hell if I don't know flavor! Alright, cut. What, did I do something did I do something wrong on that? Uh no. I I don't know uh, I don't know where you got half of that. Our telegraph girl wrote, Come on down to Flavortown and get a beefy crunch wrap for four ninety nine. And that's all she wrote. Uh please refrain from cursing in this burrito ad, alright? Yes, you're right. He's the mayor of Flavortown after all. He would be much better at hiding his pain. No, no, uh, there's no pain. He's just happy about his flavorful burrito. Sure, sure. On the surface. No, everywhere. Let's, tr let's just try that again. All right, teleprompter. And action. Hey, come on down to Flavortown and get a beefy Crunchwrap for four ninety nine. Uh, you're Brittany. <laughs> wow, Mr. Mayor, just four ninety nine. What are you doing here, Brittany? Uh... How crunchy is it? You look sick. How are the kids? I haven't slept since you left me. I I love you, Mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> well, you should have thought of that before getting into bed with Papa John. You know he can't satisfy me like you do. I need you, Mayor of Flavortown. And I need your hot, wet, beefy crunch wrap. I can never quit you! Uh, all right, cut, 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 cut. What, did we do something wrong? You can't just kiss your co-star. That was highly inappropriate. 
Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty natural. Can we try? We can try one topless if you like. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Bottomless. Bottomless. I think that this, that's a little more real. It is real. What do you know? Why can't we just do it the way it was written? Is the writer here? I mean, I really think he'd like our changes if he just saw the animal magnetism in the oh, room. Oh, please, no changes. I, I think we'd all be more comfortable uh, if we just went by the book, all right? I mean, I majored in dramatic improv, and I think I work way better in the moment. Right, right. The script is getting in our way at this point. Oh, for the love of God, the script's not holding you back. Just please take it from... Oh, hey, Mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> All right. And action. Oh, hey, Mayor of Flavortown. Lorsqu'assalai couchante, les deviers du son mère. Oh, bon père, articles Flavortown. Oh, my God, <laughs> cut, cut. At least do it in English. Gee, uh, please, guys, I've got four other shoots. My kid is sick. My relationship is falling apart. Can we just get this over with, huh? Wait, you're right. That's, that's a much better direction. I agree. <sighs> what? No, no, thank you, Brian. And, and action. That's my job. Oh, hey, Mayor Flavortown. It's you. Listen, I, I have like four more shoots today. How could you? Our relationship is falling apart. Our kid is sick. He has crunch wrap diarrhea. Then why don't you stop feeding to him? <laughs> Because I thought you knew flavor. I'm just a director. You're just like your father. He knew flavor. And scene. Oh my God! Wow. Hey, I I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't realize the importance of your work. All right, that's a wrap, everybody. A beefy crunch wrap. House Hunters International. Thank you. Wait, are we? Like to we like to party. Oh, we like. We like. Oh, we like to party. Another Aaron Billy scene. Let's do it. I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, then, Critic, we were talking I'll about you, the rule of threes, right? Were we ta talking about the rule of threes? Yeah. That's my rule of four. What? That's me thinking outside the box there. Okay, you know about the rule what? of threes, right? Yeah. In comedy? Sure. My <laughs> my rule-breaking new form of comedy is rule of four? Sure, break the fourth wall, baby. I know. I'm so smart and you quick. It's hard. It's God, hard. I it's hate the both of you. It's so hard to have, like, actual theater oh. training. This is a really good script, head. by the way. Oh. It's really well written. You should apply to that fucking Nickelodeon thing. Like, What's this is really, they've been really funny. I was crying in the last one. I was trying not to lose my shit, and I was literally crying. That was fun to do. Thank you. I was, yeah. What's the Nickelodeon thing? Literally. Oh, I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's a thing you could make money and be a real writer. You're so young and perfect. You're perfect for it. And you're so good at it. You're really, really... I, all the genres too. You did the song, and you got the good script. I'm Thank done you. sucking your dick. We gonna finish this fucking script or what? You don't have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> with me and Billy. All right. House Hunters International. So you're a weeaboo. Weeaboo. What is a weeaboo? Oh, all right, all right, all right. If you're like really sad about it, like you pee in bottles and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. 
On season two of House Hunters International, we helped Jared find the perfect studio apartment in Tokyo, Japan, and finally live out the dreams of his favorite films. Now we're back a year later to see how he's adjusting to the li- to life in the big sake. Uh, yeah, Japan's cool. I'm yet to explore my neighborhood or uh, my street or my building really, but it looks really nice. Just taking a year to get comfortable and you know watch some TV. Well, it must be pretty nice in there. Let's check it out. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little messy. Jesus Christ, man, where do you buy this much natty light in Japan? Uh, there's an Amazon locker in the building. Just one of the great amenities. I also really like the, uh... Dude, it smells awful in here. Where do you sleep? Uh, you know, I just put a blanket down. Uh, those pizza boxes over there have been my favorite. Have... Have been? As in for a... Okay, cut it. We're gonna shelf this episode and shoot another revisit episode in a year. Try to clean some of it up, if you can, by then. Okay? Uh, okay, man. Uh, Okay. On season two of House Hunters International, we helped Jared find the perfect studio apartment in Tokyo, Japan, and finally live out the dream of his favorite films. Now we're back two years later to see how he's adjusting to life in the big sake. Hey, Brody. Proud to show you how I finally found my way in Japan. That's great, Jared. Let's take a... What the fuck? It's exactly the same. Look again. New gaming laptop. Is that a bottle of your own urine? Intel Core 1.9 processors and a removable graphics card, dude. you can't put posters of naked women on your walls. We told you we were filming today. Dude, it's not porn. It was all drawn by hand. Why are there so many cups? Do you ever use them twice? Uh, No, I just get the new ones shipped out. Jared, maybe it's time you move back home. What? No, I love Japan. I love the culture. You've never been outside. So what? I like the movies. That's the culture. Here, pal. Watch this. What is this? A VHS tape? It's Do the Right Thing by Spike Jones. Wait. Spike Lee. <laughs> Something new to take your mind off of Japan. Hmm. Spike Lee? I'll be back next season. <coughs> On season two of How 